0: I will take this opportunity to introduce our pastor this morning. Uh, Pastor David was born in Quito, Ecuador, and came to SoCal when he was 16 years old. Although he attended church his whole life, it wasn't until his college years that he was saved and accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord. He received a Master in Divinity from Talbot School of Theology and has been a pastor since 2005. He loves the local church. He is passionate about non believers meeting Christ, about awakening Christians to fulfill their God-given callings here on earth, and about adding values to others. He loves to laugh and enjoys meeting people, sports, and eating out. He is married to his beautiful wife, Jean, and is the proud daddy of the love of his life, Isabella and Noah. Let's welcome Pastor David. <clears throat> Thank you so much uh, for that uh, wonderful introduction. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's really me or not, (laughs) but thank you for being so kind. Um, It is just such a a privilege and an honor to be here again. Uh, This community is um, full of love, uh, warmth, and uh, joy. Uh, That's what I feel every time I come. And um, I love uh, Pastor Tony, as I mentioned all the time. If I wasn't a pastor, this would be my church. Pastor Tony would be my pastor. Uh, I would like my kids to grow up here uh, in a church like this. So it is uh, really a blessing to be here this morning. So thank you for having me again. you know, I, uh, I just uh, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, f- fretting today. <laughs> uh, um, you know, we're living in, in times where life is very hard. Uh, we see it all around. And, um, you know, we have a war still going on. We have, uh, um, you know, no matter where you go, It feels like these days, uh, people are just not uh, nice, you know. People are cold, uh, very unwilling to forgive or show empathy. It almost feels like everybody is ready to attack all the time uh, on attack mode. And uh, we still have the war and no matter where you turn, whether it's at your church to have conversations or the news, everybody's just talking about one thing, inflation. And uh, financial experts, you know, they don't give us any hope. They actually say things are going to get worse to prepare ourselves for an ugly and long recession next year. Um, and uh, so, so no matter where you turn, it's it's difficult to find hope. It's Everything just seems so hard. There seems to be no escaping the issues and the problems we have. Uh, There seems to be no hope uh, anywhere near. And on top of everything that's happening in the world around us, each and every one of us, we have our own personal problems. And that's why almost everybody uh, today is fretting. excuse me fretting the word fret we're going to define it more uh, throughout the sermon Uh, but at the very least the very least to fret means to be in constant worry and anxiety like constant it never leaves you it's always with you to fret is to be in constant um, worry and anxiety Um, And that seems to be kind of how most of us are feeling like these days. Uh, But today, uh, King David uh, will show us how we can turn fretting into peace. And that's why I came uh, today. If there's anyone here, uh, perhaps living in constant worry and anxiety and fretting all the time, Uh, Today, the Word of God will show you and will show me how you and I can turn fretting into peace. If you have your Bibles, please open with me to the book of Psalm, chapter 37, uh, verses 1 through 11. Uh, Once again, that's the book of Psalm, chapter 37, uh, verses 1 through 11. And this is what Psalm 37, 1 through 11 says. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to him, trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself... It tends only to evil, for the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The passage starts with fretting, it ends with peace. (laughs) So, we're going to see how we can uh, see that happen in our lives as well. You know, the word fret means um, constant worry, constant anxiety, jealousy, envy, and living with a sense of fear of missing out in life. All of that goes into this one word called fret. Uh, Tim Keller... um, He uh, also has a definition of the word. And then he says, he describes it as, fretting is composed of worry, resentment, jealousy, self-pity. It chews us up inside while accomplishing nothing. Um, That's what it means to fret. And we can see from our passage today the source of fretting. Where fretting comes from. And the source comes uh, from the the context in this passage is followers of God becoming envious of non-believers. Becoming envious of, of the life of somebody who doesn't honor God, who doesn't live faithfully to God. But in the eyes of the believer, when they look at the life of the non-believer, they seem to actually have it better than the one who's actually trying to stay loyal and faithful to God. That's, that's the situation here. The believers at this time, they're being tempted uh, to be envious of the life of the non-believer. So David is saying, do not fret, do not be envious of the evildoers he's giving us a hint of the, where the source of fretting comes from. Fretting comes from when we start to treasure God less and, we start, and when we start to treasure the things of this world more. Fretting comes when we have an insatiable desire no longer for God, but more and more for the things that non-believers live for, for the things of the world. That's just the source of fretting comes when we start to lose intimacy with God, when he's no longer the treasure that we seek in life more and more, but when the things of the world start to become our treasure, when that transfer, when that change starts to happen in your heart, What's born out of that is fretting. Uh, That's what uh, we can see from our passage today. Fretting comes uh, when we no longer is attractive to live a life of loyalty and faithfulness to God with the life that we have been given, but when we want to start living and accumulating the things that the world says we should have when Christ is no longer the treasure but the things of this world become our treasure King David says not a good trade-off do not fall for that lie their lives they're here soon and they're wither like grass the evildoers you know they look it looks like their life is better but it's actually not that life is full of fretting, full of resentment, full of of worry and concern, and it doesn't end well for them in eternity. You do not want to replace God for the things of this world. You do not want to treasure this life and having more and not falling behind and having everything that the world has in exchange for uh, uh, um, leaving God because that life is not going to lead you to the happiness that you think is going to lead you. That's actually the source of fretting. That kind of, If you choose to go that, that, down that path, you're going to not find happiness. You're going to find fretting. And in eternity, you're not going to be with God. Not a good trade-off. King David is trying to convince these believers of this time in the Old Testament who are getting envious of the life of non-believers and that was birthing in them, fretting. King David is saying, not worth it. Not a good trade-off. Do not leave your loyalty, your faithfulness to God in exchange for the life of a non-believer because it looks better, because it looks like they have it better, because it looks happier. Not the case. That's where fretting comes from. And in eternity... You won't be with God. So there there it is. That's that's when that's the reason why you and I start fretting. The moment you and I start fretting, the moment you and I start to fill our hearts with constant worry and concern and anxiety, when we start to get jealousy and envy and resentment grow in our hearts is when we take our eyes off from God as our treasure and when we start to seek and want the things of this life more and more, more than God. Um, King David is saying there are conse- consequences to a life of fretting. Now, you will never be happy. <laughs> you will never be happy because this life, once you get jump into it, You can't can't ever have enough. You're always wanting more and more and more, an insatiable desire for more. So even when you get it, you're not happy because you immediately want more. And if you get it, you're not happy. You're worried and concerned because now you have to protect what you have. This life doesn't lead to the happiness and the joy that you seek. It only leads to unhappiness. That's why here King David says, You know, in verse 8, do not fret for too long. That life leads to anger and violence. You know, a life where, where you're constantly worried, constantly anxious, constantly wanting more and more, that's not a happy life. You're ready to explode at any moment. Because you're always worried, you're always tense, you're always worried, you're always concerned, you're always anxious, you're angry. You snap at people, at your loved ones. You're never able to love your loved ones. You're never able to really enjoy them because you're always fretting. Because we want more and more treasure that is bringing us worry and anxiety and fear rather than having more of God. So our lives will be angry a lot of the times. If you find yourself, you know, getting easily irritated at your loved ones, your children, your spouse, your brother and sister, you're fretting. Uh, you're always irritable, always angry, never satisfied. Um, so there's consequences to, to letting fretting being part of our lives for too long, This is well documented uh, that uh, in the life of everyone, but especially of young teenage girls, social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, these uh, social media platforms, they contribute to depression and in some cases suicide in the life of especially young teenage girls. This is well documented. It's been all over the news that there is harm that comes to the life of everybody, but especially the life of a young teenage girl when they start to compare their lives with the lives of others, when they start to feel like they're missing out because everybody seems to have it better, when they start to fret because of social media, it leads often to depression and worst case scenario, possibly death. So there are consequences to this life and fretting begins the moment we start to treasure the things of this world, and we stop treasuring God. That's the source of it. That's where it's coming from. And and King David says, do not go down that path. It's not a worthy trade-off. You're not going to find what you're looking for. You're not going to find happiness. You're going to find fretting, and you're going to find a life of eternal separation from God. Do not fall for that. Uh, is what uh, King David is sharing with the believers of this time. So in reality, fretting is a God problem. Fretting is a God problem. Fretting starts; the source of it is because we start to treasure the things of this world more, and we stop treasuring God. We start to distance ourselves from God. That's The moment that starts to happen in your life and mind, fretting is what comes out of that life. So it's a God problem. It happened because we don't want God as much and we want other things in the world more than God. That's why it started, because we distance ourselves from God. So the solution to fretting, the solution to fretting is returning to God. <laughs> The solution to fretting is treasuring God again above everything else because the whole problem, everything started the moment we stopped treasuring Him. The moment we thought it's not worthy enough to live a loyal and faithful life to God, it's better to not live for Him. It, there seems to be a better life apart from God. The moment we started to do that, that's when, that's when fretting, fretting began. So if we want to stop fretting, we have to return to him. We have to make God our treasure once again. And King David shows us how we can do that. He says in verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. We need to have our desires changed. That's where the problem began, right? We started to desire envy, the things of non-believers, the life of non-believers, and we started to desire God less. So we need to desire more of God. We need to treasure God more in our hearts. That's the change that needs to happen. And David says that happens when you start to delight in God again. Here when King David says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, this passage is not saying that if you delight yourself in God, he'll give you whatever you want. (laughs) That's not what this passage means. This passage is saying, you delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you new desires. He will change your desires. He will remove the wrong ones, fretting, and he will put in the right ones, treasuring God more than anything. This is the only way your heart and mind that now is treasuring other things other than God will start to treasure God again only through delighting. You can't say, I'm not going to fret anymore. I'm not going to like these things anymore. I'm going to love God anymore. It doesn't work like that. Those desires are too strongly embedded in you. If you want to get rid of those desires and desire God and treasure Him more than anything again, it only happens through delighting in Him. You and I must spend time with him through prayer, through the word, through services until work and duty becomes delight. Until what our hearts are desiring starts to fade that is not God and they start to love and treasure God more than anything else. Fretting starts the moment you and I treasure anything more than God fretting ends when you and I start to delight in God again. The problem is God is not at the center. The problem is we're loving other things more than God. You want to love God more than anything and treasure him so that fretting stops? The only way is through delighting in him. And, uh, you know, that's... uh, For anybody who is anxious, for anybody who is worried and concerned, uh, this is how you can stop fretting. Spend some time with God. Not just shallow and superficial, but until your heart turns from duty, from wanting and loving other things, to delight, to loving God more than anything. Until that happens, keep in delighting in Him until your heart really starts to get new desires and you start to love God more than anything. Then you'll really find everything that you're looking for. Everything that you're looking for that you and I think we're going to find away from God, you will only find it when you delight in God. Here's why you and I should delight in God and this is why it leads to peace in our lives. When you and I start delighting in God, This this is what starts to happen. God starts to become real in your life again. He's not just an idea. He's not just somebody that, you know, I know exists and that I've been coming to church for, for like my whole life. He's, you start to delight in him. His presence starts to take over. He becomes real, as real as the person standing next to you. This is why you and I fret, because we feel like orphans if God is not real. We feel like we have no father watching over us. Nobody loves We feel like we're all on our own. So if we feel like we're our orphans, we have no father, we're, you know we have nobody to protect over us. We don't feel his love and his presence. We don't feel like he's real. Then we're always just going to be worried and anxious, trying to make it just on our own. when you and I start to delight in God He becomes real his presence becomes real that's why here King David says um, in verse uh, oh in verse 5 he says commit your way to the Lord commit your way to the right after he says delight yourself in the Lord he says commit your way in the lord the word commit there in the actual language in the hebrew it means to rid your burdens to god like rid rid your burdens to him commit your burdens to him rid your burdens to him and he will act you know do you know when you and i rid our burdens to somebody when we know that they're real When we know that they're actually there, we come to them with our burdens and we commit them to them, we rid our our burdens to them, we ask for help because we know that they're real and that they can do something about it. When you start to delight in God, the reason why you start you stop fretting and you have no more worry and anxiety is because God becomes real to you. You can commit your burdens to him. You can rid your burdens to him. He becomes real. His presence starts to take over in your life. And when he becomes real, his word becomes real. His promises become real. Real, We start to actually trust in what God says in his word. And what we didn't read these verses, but in in the other uh, verse 19 in the same chapter, there's verses like this. For example, verse 19 says, talking about the righteous, those who continue to stay faithful to God. Verse 19 says, they are not put to shame in evil times. In days of famine, they have abundance. God is saying, even in days of famine, even in inflation, even in recession, those that belong to Him, there's abundance in famine. He will take care of His people, He will provide. We, there's verses like verse 24 though He fall, He shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds His hand. Even when times get rough and hard, and even though it looks like we're falling, we're never going to actually fall. God is holding on to your hand. And as long as he's holding on, you are going to get back up. You will never fall. You know, I have a a three-year-old son. He's falling all the time. Hitting everything, especially with his head. The only time he never really actually falls is when I'm holding on to his hand. He never falls completely and he gets right back up if I'm holding on to him. Verse 25, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. In times of famine, there will be abundance. Believers will never fall. God will hold on to you. Never have I seen this, the children of the righteous begging for bread as hard as times make it. When God becomes real and his promises become real because we are delighting in him, what are we to be afraid of? What are we to be worried about? How can we be anxious? The only thing that it leads to is peace. That's why our passage ends with peace. That word peace is the word shalom in the Hebrew. It's all around peace. All around peace. All around prosperity. All around peace. But it's the kind of peace that can only be experienced by those who actually know God. That's why shalom is is not any kind of peace. It's, It's divine peace that falls upon the life of the children of those who are walking with God. Fretting turns into peace when, start, when God starts to become God again, when God starts to become big again, when God starts to become real again, the one that can act and help and will never let you fall and can give you prosperity in times of famine, Abundance. when we start to believe in that God again, because our hearts are now delighting in him, fretting stops. Fretting stops. And you will have peace. You will have peace. You know, when I was in seminary, uh, I was so poor. Uh, I was so poor that... uh, I didn't even have money to um, get my own place. All of my other friends who were smarter than me and didn't, didn't choose a path of ministry, they... After college, they landed good jobs, you know, this is still when the economy was good. They landed good jobs. They started to buy Beamers and Mercedes, living large, and silly me. I chose a path of seminary and uh, I was so poor, I didn't even have a job, just a part-time job at church. I couldn't even pay for my own place to live in. I had one small room that somebody rented to me for $350 a month. But uh, that was so sweet, having that room. <laughs> $350 uh a $350 room, pretty beat-down car. I don't even remember what kind of car it was. It wasn't a Beamer, it wasn't a Mercedes, like all of my friends were buying. I had no wife, I had no family, I had no children, I had no insurance, I had nothing. I was so dirt poor, just a poor seminary student trying to get my MDF. But those were the happiest moments of my life. Never been happier. Never been more joyful. Those were the days that I had so much time because all I did was study. So whenever I wanted to, I would go to the beach, you know, and then just take my little chair, my little journal, and then my little Bible, and then just look at God's creation, the You know, the waves, the sand, the beautiful creation of God and journal about it and start to worship God and, you know, kind of like David say, oh, how majestic are you, God? If your creation is this beautiful and wonderful, you must be amazing. Those were the days when I was like amazed at God, just delighting in him. You know, hours and hours at the beach, just me and my journal and my Bible and the little bird in front of me and my little chair, nobody bothered bothering me and just talking to God journaling praying or I would go to the park and you know do the same thing sit down read my Bi- I couldn't have enough of my Bible read my Bible for hours and hours not an app but like a paper Bible you know like hours and hours and hours just sitting there and reading the Bible Just wanting to hear what God has to say. Just wanting wanting to hear God's voice. Those were the days that I was so poor, yet I was so rich. Those were the days that I had nothing, yet I had everything. you can also live that kind of life. You can also enjoy your life and experience the peace and the joy that only God brings if you choose to delight in Him today once again. Let's pray.